0: Hello, my name is Kevin, and I am joined by my wife and co-host, Mary.
1: Hello out there. Welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage.
0: After a partnership of 15 years, three kids, and the actualization of our dream life, we know that our continued growth together is the only way to maintain our happiness. This podcast was born from that realization.
1: The Growth Mindset is a powerful tool accessible to everyone. So however you found us, you are welcome here. We are committed to being authentic while we share our transitions, challenges, and defining moments, and we hope to connect with others who find themselves on a similar path. Hey everyone, it's Mary here, and I just wanted to add a little bit to this intro to fill you in a little bit on maybe behind the scenes of how a podcast is made. We just recorded our very first interview, and I am currently learning how to edit That type of interview, and hopefully, we'll have it for you ready in about January. But when I was talking to the friend that I was interviewing, I was just discussing a little bit about the process and the editing and how we don't really need to censor ourselves or worry about, you know, some stammers or the ums or yes, because all of that I can edit out. And she was like, Wow, I had no idea, you know, your podcast sounds fairly seamless. I didn't know that you had done so much editing, and I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much editing done on every one of these episodes, and I just wanted to be really transparent that each episode that you are hearing is about three, sometimes four sittings of Kevin and I sitting in our podcast recording studio, which is Kevin's closet, and just trying to discuss the topic, and a lot of times we're just even discovering what we want to say And the podcast has been an awesome medium for us to figure out what really we're struggling with or what's important to us right now. And then it takes several sessions to get cohesive and potentially clear thoughts that you're hearing. So if you're thinking like, wow, Mary and Kevin, they have these great conversations and they really seem to get each other and seem to have these seamless conversations, that is really not true. That's really not what's happening But what is true is that Kevin and I are trying and we keep coming back and we know that to find solutions to our problems and to move forward in our marriage, we have to keep putting in the work. And so what you're hearing is the end result of that work and not a perfect conversation between two perfect people who've got it all figured out. So hopefully that removes a veil of perfection and my hope in telling you this is that it allows you to realize that the topics that we're talking about and the desire to put this much effort into your marriage is totally tangible and it just takes time and effort and both agreeing that this is important and so we are going to put in the work. So hopefully that was clear. I'm gonna go back and edit some of the things that I just said and rambled on about and bring it into more of a succinct message. So in this episode, we really wanted to share a little bit more of the growing pains that we're going through and highlight how this process has been really transformational. And with that comes a lot of discomfort and a lot of hard conversations, some hurt feelings, some disagreements, things that are just real. And we wanted to share a little bit of that with you and then how we're moving forward. So if you're ready, let's grow. Welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Mary.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin. And today, we are going to talk about the growth mindset as it applies to our relationship.
1: Yes. And Kevin was very excited to call this episode Growing Pains. Uh-huh. And clever, when, guys, right? When he told me <laughs> the episode title or suggestion, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And he was like, come on! That was so good.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, goodness. I wanted... First, to welcome anyone who's new here. We are getting a few new listeners every time, and because the community is so small, I can basically tell when new people are listening, so it's a little bit creepy. And our um, podcast hosting service is a wonderful resource. And they've got, you know, all these little stats and, you know, you can see different insights into who's listening and stuff. And then they're like, they give you all this information. They're like, but don't focus on it. Don't, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. And certainly I wouldn't say we're worried about it, but if you give me these stats to look into and I'm like, Oh, look, someone in, um, Blue Springs, Missouri listened. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who do I yeah. know in Blue Springs? Yeah, no. Someone
0: in Cincinnati, Ohio listened for the first time the other day. <laughs>
1: it's a a little bit interesting when you talk to people who are in direct contact in your life and you know like this happened recently at work and someone was mentioning something and i I assumed that they heard about that on the podcast i'm like oh my gosh you're a listener and they're like no no we're not oh no no (laughs) No, we we don't listen
0: we're not gonna cross that plane
1: (laughs) but yes the super
0: supportive though
1: the cincinnati ohio person is my sister who just listened so thank you for listening, Katie and Scott.
0: Mm-hmm. Hopefully the second episode will be as entertaining as the first, <laughs> whenever you should get to it. Yes. So, who? why don't we just dive right in so we can kind of get this show underway. Okay. So Mary had the idea that we should talk about the growth mindset and growing together as it applies to our relationship. Um, we've kind of talked about things individually up to this point, but we haven't really... I guess we have kind of circled around the idea of what it means to do this together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I guess I'll start because you always lead the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take the reins I and like not this, let go.
1: I like this take charge attitude.
0: Uh huh. So I will say that as someone who started this before you, um, what has happened since you've joined the parade? <laughs> uh, I would say it has been shockingly difficult, which was something I was totally not expecting whatsoever. Uh huh. I was excited when you first kind of started coming to your realizations and your dreams. And
1: when was that? When I don't, I can't even place
0: what the beginning felt like. I would say it from the very early stages when you decided to leave your original full time job and pursue, Mm -hmm. you know, a side hustle. Yes. Okay. Basically, what you were doing is kind of following in my footsteps, I would say. Or was I? Uh, Would you not agree with that (laughs) to a certain degree?
1: I mean, certainly that's one way it could be viewed, and I think I had you to rely on, and so potentially my path looked a little bit similar to yours because you were part of my guidance. Right? Sure, I'll give you that.
0: So early, thank you. Uh huh. So I would say that from that perspective, like going on from there, I think that I had a different perspective of what what our continued journey was going to look like, and I guess I've been a little shocked at. The reality of what it actually is. Because I would say that fairly quickly, you've now surpassed where I guess I was at, or maybe diverged from the direction that I personally was thinking that I was going. Can and- you
1: be more specific? Because you've lost me even a little bit. Like, what was your new perspective? So, when I was pursuing the side hustle, and guys, the side hustle was a hot fudge business that would have changed the world. I wanted to be like the hot fudge queen and was so you passionate You were going to be like
0: the Aunt Jemima of
1: <laughs> of hot fudge
0: of darker syrups.
1: Oh, man, guys, it's this, like world's best hot fudge that my mom made growing up. And that's the idea Kevin and I had over the prosciutto wrapped asparagus that I had mentioned in some other episode. But Yummy. yes, it definitely, definitely created a spark that has led me all the way here. But so when that first happened, you were assuming that life was going to be fairly typical as in someone leaves their full-time job for a part-time job has a side hustle like that story that we kind of see out there these right. days okay you thought that was going to be the thing and like it and the new perspective
0: right or at least like more of a um, controlled thing i think for me even as i've pursued my own growth it's always been maybe more on a stable footing like the idea of stability and security has always been important to me Mm -hmm. as I explore the next step and the next path, like Mm -hmm. making sure that I've got a very solid footing on at least one foot Mm -hmm. gives me a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to learn is (laughs) as you are jumping in headfirst to the deep end, Uh that you don't necessarily need that same Uh amount of comfort and security behind you. So I think as we're, Doing this now together, it definitely has pushed me in ways that I never thought I was going to be pushed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that as a negative. My biggest wish in life is to always be challenged. And I would say that you're joining me on this growth journey definitely has challenged me Mm -hmm. more than I ever would have anticipated.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And now it's like, how are we going to continue this? Together.
1: Yes. Aren't you glad you married me?
0: Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) It's, it's nothing's, nothing is simple. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh uh huh. I I mean, I definitely strongly resonate with the fact that I have basically thrown most caution to the wind and been like, this feels, I'm just so confident now in what feels right and what feels good that I'm not scared. I'm just not scared about what's going to happen, where it's going. And I think up to about last week, what the consuming thought had been was wanting to find the thing. Like, what is the thing that I'm searching for? What is the, you know, and it first started, I thought it was a, a business. I thought it was the hot fudge business. Then I thought it was, you know, making some sort of e course or, you know, doing something in the educational world in anesthesia because I have a foot there. And, you know, it's been, 12 other things in the past six months.
0: Oh, I was going to say six hours.
1: (laughs) Well, and each time it just feels very strong. I feel very strongly that that's the thing. And I think um, what I just recently realized is it's not any one thing that I'm doing. It's the feeling that doing these things creates inside of me. And this big idea that I'm chasing is just this feeling inside of me that drives me to try new things and, you know, explore other options and put myself out there. And anything that stirs up that feeling is feels very much like what I want to pursue in my life. And that's about as detailed as I can be right now. But it's very clear to me. I'm working on how to describe it to Kevin. We've had a couple close encounters recently of me trying to explain this.
0: So I I well. guess the challenge is, is like it's very hard for me as mm-hmm. someone who is more grounded mm-hmm. to kind of identify with your journey right now without like again like the stability of footing and everything else. And I feel like sometimes Mary and I can vouch for this is not scared whatsoever mm-hmm. about any of this. She has zero fear which um by relation, gives me more fear. <laughs> and she, like, to, to kind of comfort me, she speaks in, like, apocalyptic views. <laughs> like, worst-case scenario is we lose the house, we have to sell our children, and we live in a box for, like, five to six years until we get our footing back on the ground. Like, worst-case scenario. That's
1: not true. Worst-case scenario is we sell the house, and the kids and you and I move in with my mom.
0: Okay, best so, case, Which yeah. turns
1: into best case scenario.
0: I don't know. That's a matter of opinion. But.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I've definitely said things like that because I have been struggling since, I, first of all, I've been struggling with a lot. I've been struggling to describe what's happened to me. I've been struggling to describe the way I'm feeling. I've been struggling to describe my motivation now in life. And it's just ideas and thoughts that no one's ever Told to me were allowed or normal or expected, and I've just never seen them been done before. And so, as I'm exploring further into this self-actualization world, I'm finding little bits of here and there of people who are doing sort of similar things. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can do this! Like you can, you know, write poetry for sixty years, and that's that's what you do, and that's that's what your life is about, and that's all it is. But that in and of itself is so expansive and wildly fulfilling, and you're good or you could, you know, lead trips to the I don't know, somewhere far away and you could like meditate and teach people how to meditate or just do introspective walks and things. I don't know. These are all little
0: Yeah. See, the what with the the scary part for me is if you caught at the the tail end of every single one of those ideas there was an I don't know. <laughs> little flourish at the end <laughs> because
1: this just started
0: right i understand and i'm excited mm-hmm. for where this is mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. and i know we're going to get someplace exciting mm-hmm. um but while we're starting mm-hmm. the beginning phases i think you're comfortable to just like get in a speeding car mm-hmm. and start going mm,
1: this is like my storytelling right you described uh uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. and then whether or not your hands are even on the wheel doesn't even matter.
1: <laughs> because it I, it feels like the car's going to go in the right direction. So right. That's all that matters.
0: And all I'm seeing is all the on- oncoming traffic <laughs> heading straight for us. And I'd yeah. like to believe we're not mm-hmm. going to hit a car, mm-hmm. but it's just really hard for my mm-hmm. cautious being mm-hmm. to be okay with that kind of risk analysis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and my take on it is that it doesn't feel like a risk because as long as you and I are focused on the fact that this is allowed in our marriage and that I'm allowed to think this way and you're allowed to think your way and we're going to kind of grow together and do it together. So like, if I have a crazy idea, it's not just we're going to go do this no matter what. It's this is something that feels really meaningful to me. I really want to do this. How can we work together to, to make this happen or a version of this happen that feels like pretty close to it? Yeah. And I think that sort of language is what we're practicing now, because I've just never said these sorts of things to you. And again, unfortunately for people who are listening, we're being, I think, vague, but that is because literally it changes so often. But I I guess I did want to say that I have recently discovered that what I'm chasing is just this feeling inside of me that I just don't think a lot of people feel normally.
0: Or like- maybe are able to tap into and identify.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like an awakening. It feels like identifying my authentic self. It feels like discovering what life's about. It feels like so many cliched statements, but it's something that I can identify having felt throughout my life. Like even as a small kid, I can remember doing very potentially odd things that just like stirred up this feeling in me of this like time continuum and feeling the past, present, and future at the same time and, like, having a clear understanding of where your life is going and what life is for and that a simplicity to it all that is very confusing when you lay over the fact that, you know, most people, including myself and you, you know, are living a life where you go to school, right, there's, get a job, there's
0: structures, there
1: are structures yeah. there's cultural norms and expectations, and you're working very hard to then one day retire and to then maybe live this life. And I just see so clearly now that that's just not what I want anymore.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I agree with so much of that. I just, I don't want to light the house on fire to do it. <laughs> yes. I guess the other growing pain that I want to just bring up before mm-hmm. we go anywhere else is that, I think because you have just been so fast and you have just been so consumed with this journey up until now that I think sometimes you have a reticence to like bring me into it. And I think you also have been like scared that I'm just going to say no. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've gotten over some of that recently, but I feel like I'm coming into everything late when you've already made these decisions mm-hmm. unilaterally.
1: I mean, and, I can't think of an example right now, but I can certainly remember thinking in my head, oh, Kevin's going to say no, he won't want to do that. Like the podcast, like starting the podcast. That was one of the things I was like, oh, this feeling like this feels like it's something that is meant for me in some way and meant for us. And like, wow, that would be amazing if Kevin would want to do that with me. He won't want to do that. And then I walked downstairs and asked you and you were like, sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So I, I think like, oh. there's something in your head, and I feel the same way sometimes too, mm-hmm. like I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna bother asking because mm-hmm. I know she's gonna say no, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that our relationship has ever
1: proven proven or,
0: mm-hmm. if anything, it's proven the opposite time mm-hmm. and time again, so I think one of the growing pains was just having more real open communication mm-hmm. that's been quite helpful. It's meant that we've ended up talking even more mm-hmm. than we already had. Which has been positive, too.
1: Yeah. Yes, we do a lot of talking.
0: Yeah, this this podcast is um, a fraction yes. of the amount of time and energy that we've been spending on some of these topics.
1: Yeah. You said something there that I wanted to circle back on about not looping you in. And, oh, when I read Carol Dweck's Growth Mindset, she talked about growth mindset within a relationship and the power it has to make each person in the relationship understand that someone is capable of meeting your expectations and growing and kind of meeting you there, even if they didn't start at the same place. And I think that is maybe what you're speaking to, that we didn't test that, that we just kind of were both in our own lanes and, you know, maybe didn't require that kind of support from the other person. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And so now... When I'm wanting to do sort of bigger shifts or starting new things or just telling you that I want to follow this feeling inside of me and I'm not sure where it's going to go, but come on, can you be on board? I think that you're going to say, no, that's, you know, that's too much of a departure from what we already have. I don't want to leave this good thing behind. And instead, I have been slowly viewing it as Kevin fully wants me to be happy, and he wants to maintain this relationship. And we're open to the idea that to have an uncomfortable conversation doesn't mean that this isn't right, that our relationship's not right, and that it's not going to move in the right direction, but that this is part of it. Like this is expected.
0: Yeah. I think that the big difficulty of moving from my growth to our growth has been when it was just my growth, all I had to worry about was my growth. I mean, I had your life, but your life was stable. And I didn't necessarily, I kind of managed my growth around what you were doing, mm-hmm. which was constant. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the kids. Like they were growing, they were doing different things, but for the most part, that variable was constant too. And now all of a sudden, you've been, you've moved from being the constant to the like total wild card.
1: Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I think that's what's been the difficult transition for me. All of a sudden now, instead of just knowing what to expect from you, Mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm going to expect, or I don't know what to expect from you. Yeah. And I think maybe some of the reason why you're not feeling that same difficulty is I've almost now pivoted to the stable position, which has maybe allowed you to go out on a further limb than you would have otherwise, possibly.
1: Yeah, I can see how that would be very jarring. And we've talked a little bit before about how I was always the stable one, you know, and just in terms even of finances and health insurance and just life went or revolved around me doing my work. And now I want our life to revolve around this like greater idea. I think, yes, being able to say something so bold and so like what does that even mean? As well as like, what are you possibly even talking about is only possible because I do feel like your unconditional love lets me believe that anything's possible for myself and for our family. And that creates obviously stability. And then I also think, well, Kevin, he's already in this. He's already doing this. So like, he's probably going to be able to support these sorts of ideas and this sort of big thinking because he can already capitalize on a super flexible schedule and being his own boss, and he already sees how there is value in freedom, right? And not that I am only chasing freedom, but I think freedom is an aspect like freedom, autonomy, and just the idea that life is about more than what our culture has told us and me that life is about. Yeah, and so yeah, I, it's certainly it's very jarring to me, but what I have going on is just a fire lit inside of me that feels so, so good. So I know it can't be wrong. And you, I don't think have that same fire. And I do a very poor job of explaining things because I always like to say, well, don't worry if anything happens, we'll just X, Y, Z
0: blow everything up.
1: Yes. And it'll be just fine because we'll still have each other and the kids and that's all we need, which I think is true. But I also completely believe that I want a life of some comforts as well. I mean, I don't want to just have nothing and live on a feeling. Right. And so it's very confusing to exactly know what's happening. But I do think that we've found a way forward that we've both agreed on and makes sense and gives us both what we want, I think.
0: What might be best now to discuss is sort of how we're moving forward in our growth together, Mm -hmm. So the sort of tricks and... Uh, Lessons we've learned to Mm -hmm. sort of be successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the first one is just that we need to communicate more and more honestly. Yeah. And we also identified that it is very, very difficult for us to speak our needs to each other when there are other things pulling us away, like our children or household duties, or you're mentally just not, I'm not mentally able to give Kevin my pure attention.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like it gives everything a disservice when we try to do that too.
1: Yeah. So that's all well and good, but we had to sit down and think, okay, well, how are we actually going to have quiet one-on-one conversations? And we realized that we just needed to build our family schedule with these times for conversations within it. So right now in the morning, um, the mornings that Kevin and I are home together, we have built in about 15 minutes after all the kids are awake. They are playing independently and they know that mommy and daddy have quiet talking time during that period. And then we are doing another talking session session. When Kevin and I are home after school pickups or errands or whatever. So, usually around that 4 p.m. time when Kevin and I both just need to download a bunch of information into each other's heads. And also, we want to share maybe stories of the day and how the day is going to look for the remainder, what needs to be done, and all those types of items. So, right now, those two times have been working really well. I think some days we have a lot to say, and some days we don't have as much to say, but it's not surprising, but it's just reassuring how quickly our children have adjusted to these times because what had been happening is our children were constantly vying for our attention while Kevin and I were trying to talk. And we were constantly pushing them off or shushing them or saying we need a moment. And right, everyone know, was losing. It was just miserable and no one was winning. And so now we've really said to them, once mommy and daddy have their talking me time, we really hit home how we're going to have family time after that.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: And of course they're all about that. So it's it's been so far a win-win.
0: Yeah. I've realized that a lot of my struggles has been with being completely honest with you about my feelings and my needs and my wants and my desires. I feel a lot of where I've been probably throughout my entire life is trying to be the person that's in the support role or to kind of put my desires secondary which probably comes from some sort of self-worth and where I saw myself having value in relationship but um, to be totally honest and being like hey you know I know we don't have a whole lot of time and you want to do the podcast right now but gosh I just don't feel like doing it Mm -hmm. is something I don't think I would have been comfortable saying even like a month ago Mm -hmm. in fact we had even started this session, and I wasn't really totally into it. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, hey, you know, gosh, I just, my mind's elsewhere. I'm just not really up for it. Let's figure out another time. Instead, I'm like, you know what? Mary really wants to do it. I'll just do it and then feel like I'm a martyr for it. Mm-hmm. And then put that, you know, on you Yeah, on top of it. And what I've come to learn is that the end result just sucks for everybody. Yeah. So I would say me being emotionally honest has been definitely helpful for this chapter for me. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there's been some resonatingly good for you as a result of that, too.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I think what has been most clear is that what's important is that we both fully trust that. I want what's best for you and you want what's best for me. And part of that is each of us becoming our true self and getting what we need is a priority for the other person. And that I think there's a way forward through that. I don't think that becomes like, well, only one person can do it and not two at the same time. Um, we are building in ways to both have our needs met and then also to find ways where we can do that work together so that, you know, the point of all this is not we grow into very different people who then don't see eye to eye, but that we're constantly bringing each other back into the fold. This is what I want. How can we do this together? Yeah. And so just open communication and just having a life that is busy just as everyone else does. It just takes work to have open communication. It's not going to happen magically, even when you have a podcast where you're talking to your significant other. We still were struggling on our day to day to have open, honest communication until we just rearranged our life and made sure our kids understood that this is a priority. So I think that is a huge, huge takeaway from this. And I think the other one is just um, since you've been so honest about needing some stability, and I've been open to the idea that there's going to be something in the middle that's going to make us both happy. I think we've stumbled to um, sort of a timeline for all of these changes and the um, big ideas that I have. And because I just recently discovered that the thing that I'm chasing is a feeling that's inside of me that I walk around with every day. So it's not based on a job I'm doing or the podcast we've started or you know some sort of expectation of where this is going. That the thing that I'm most searching for, I already have. And that has been just truly transformational. And so we've put ourselves on a timeline that we're both comfortable with that has been based on you know finances and logistics and life which of course is the reality of things
0: i just wanted to pop in and say that i kind of hate the word compromise especially in a marriage i know that's kind of probably what we're doing you know it's just like the idea of like a tit-for-tat thing mm-hmm. it's just like it's so destructive and it never works and
1: or someone's losing a little bit right, Yeah, it doesn't exactly. feel like someone's this yeah. is something that we've just found a mutual answer
0: yeah so. i would say that it it's been a collaborative evolution
1: oh my goodness okay
0: how about that you could put that kevin in has your- an
1: expansive vocabulary mm-hmm. i'm building mine mm-hmm. so sure uh-huh collaborations expansive collaboration sounds wonderful but it just feels great. Can I right. just keep going back to it feels like this is right?
0: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to hammer that home because I think a lot of people will listen to this and be like, "Well, oh, see, you need to give a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I certainly think that it's been hard or challenging, but I wouldn't say that I've necessarily been giving in. Mm-hmm. We've both been able to frame things in a way in that we're both getting what we want.
1: Yeah, and so the reality is we have put ourselves on a timeline of two years. So basically, I am going to explore this new feeling, this new insight, this new knowing of my most authentic self as it exists already in my life. And I'm just going to kind of dive into the things that I'm already doing and look for the feeling and, and sort of lean into it. There are also some new opportunities that I'd like to invite into our life that I've told Kevin about. Things like, I would love our family to, you know, hey, we're all in a bad mood today. Let's go an hour drive away and go for a hike. I want to be free and able to do things like that. And Kevin was like, oh, cool. Let's totally do things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, another example is. I have realized that gratitude and giving makes me feel so good. And so, again, if I'm having a bad day or, you know, we're just in a slump, like, I would love to take an opportunity to go serve someone, volunteer somewhere, you know, just be able to do things like that and have everyone on board. And Kevin was like, okay, again, let's do things like that. And so we've just been talking about ways that that, those types of ideas can come into our life when I think of those, my soul starts singing and I start saying, yes, 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 this is the life I want. My spark starts igniting and I start thinking like, great, okay. And so for the next couple of years, we're just going to lean into that and start doing those types of things amongst a million other things that I'm sure we don't even know about. Yeah. You know, another example is the fact that the work I have right now has been deeply fulfilling on a lot of levels. And then as this period of my life came about, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe this means I'm not meant to do anesthesia, or maybe this means it's got to have some big, huge shift. And I've been approaching it a slightly different way, and I've just been going to work and asking myself, how do I feel? And I've noticed that when I focus more on connecting more deeply with my patients, more deeply with my colleagues having more true and honest conversations that I start feeling my spark again at work and I'm like okay maybe it's it's shifted it's not quite as much about the act of giving anesthesia but this act of like making connections and leaving the house and talking to different people and you know I'm saying oh gee I wanted to start a podcast to start making new connections well I meet new people every single day at work so I guess that's just another example of a way that I'm leaning into this feeling in the life that we already have. And just I trust that if I do that and some time passes, that the life that I want will start forming around me without having to focus on the expectation of finding that perfect career, that perfect lifestyle, the whatever other perfect thing you could want.
0: Yeah, you're building it from within.
1: Yes, because I just realized the thing I want, I already have. I already have it. I just need to find the ways in which it brings it out further, which is so exciting. It's the most empowering feeling I've felt in a very long time. It's just like a relief, a peace. I can stop worrying that a I
0: rebirth.
1: <laughs> well, I have said I've been reborn. It feels like I've been reborn. And I just think, to be frank and honest, the two-year timeline is because um, financially, Kevin and I will have a mortgage for two more years, and we will have a car payment for two, two more years. And it just feels like, at this point in our life, it makes sense to kind of keep things stable in terms of finances in order to pay off the house and pay off the car and be doing this work simultaneously. Simultaneously.
0: Well, I got to say, this all sounds really exciting for me. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see where these things are going to go, and where exploring these opportunities will end up taking us. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that we can do all that with the confines of where we already are, too. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of brings us to a place where we were and where we are today, and There certainly has been some challenges as we've begun this journey together, and we certainly didn't want to ignore them as we record this journey on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that is all for today. By the time you listen to this, we will be knee-deep in the holiday season. I hope everyone gets to see someone that they love in person or at the very least
0: over Zoom. In some meaningful way.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you found this episode interesting or insightful or meaningful, please share it with a friend, someone maybe who's new to the world of thinking of life in terms of what's possible as opposed to what's always been.
0: Thanks everyone for joining us and ever onward.